0: To head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Third,
1: a foot race the other way.
0: It doesn't get much better than this, folks. The Stateside Soccer Show
1: with Logan and Jordan.
0: Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me, as always, is Logan Stump with the asterisk next to always.
1: All right. It's It's only been, like, what, five episodes? (laughs) Yeah, certain conditions apply. And it's usually, like, I'm out of town. Out of Um, the country. Out of the country, (laughs) out of town. I've never really been sick. I think we've had to move them because of headaches and stuff, but we've never missed one because we've both been sick. Like, I did this with COVID.
0: did do one. I think you did an interview by yourself. Charlotte, right? Uh, that's that, right. Yeah, you were not available. massive headache. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? Good thing we recorded on Monday last week because if people don't know, we had a huge storm here on Tuesday mm. and we're about to have another one here outside of here. But uh, it took me four hours to get home from my 40-minute commute. Um, that's right. I four that. hours. I, I go out and I'm like, okay, out of my office, I make a left. Man, it's already starting to rain. It looks... uh, so I make a left and go about, it takes me an hour to get about five. And then there's a tree down. So I could not go that way. They had me turn around, which means it took me another hour to get back to my office. Mm. So I got out, went to the bathroom, got food at the place down the street. <laughs> and uh, kind of chilled there for a bit before finally heading home and then had to, having to pick up dinner cuz we didn't have uh, for my wife uh cuz we didn't have power here I get home no power I had to go to target to get one of those little lanterns get back pop the batteries in it and as soon as we put the batteries in it the power came back on so
1: good yeah
0: <laughs> it was a crazy day good thing is there was no games going on nothing i missed so i got lucky there but we have a lot of player movement For the show today, Uh, I don't know what I'm going to call this episode yet, but man, is the transfers and trades heating up in MLS and players that are American either leaving uh, MLS or players coming in MLS or other Americans going to other teams. There's a lot going on, Logan.
1: Too much to keep up with. I mean, I'm looking at all the notes and stuff that you've made of people moving around. And I Twitter was a buzz, of course, because anytime MLS tweets, it's, it blows up on my phone. Um, but gosh, there, there's so much. And we we kind of called this, too. Like, we were talking about the fact that there could be a crazy couple weeks ahead just because of last week. I mean, we were covering so much last week. Now it's even more this week. It's, it's unbelievable, really.
0: Yeah, it, it's been a crazy week uh or really day just today for player movement i woke up today to like the giocini news mm-hmm. i think right and then we had <laughs> uh just I felt like anytime i looked at twitter during the day i'm like oh this thing happened oh things happening now this thing is yeah. happening so a lot going on today of course some things had been rumored for a bit like Shaq Moore going to nashville it sounds like that's mm-hmm. closer to being official julian gressel got traded to vancouver in the middle of the week last um this week after we recorded, I think we had um, But before we get into more of these players though, this weekend was pretty awesome. I'm off today. I'm off tomorrow. So I feel pretty good about that. I feel like Logan in the middle of summer right now. And <laughs> I went to see uh, on Friday uh, on Saturday, I went to see Everton Arsenal at MNT bank stadium, um, which was fun. My dad's an Arsenal fan so I went and we were sitting in the Arsenal section it was a it was a fun game the first half was great you know your boy Gab Jesus was there hmm. uh he was he scored a goal he looked dangerous um Saka looked pretty good too i feel like and Arsenal were just dominating Everton looked really bad but then the second half happened they made a lot of subs and the second half was terrible the second half was really bad. Like It was pretty much playing in the middle of the field. But I will say the field on top of the turf at Raven Stadium was, was really good. It was, like, some of the best I saw it recently. Really? Yeah. For, like, those just, um, like, solid on top of turf, it looked yeah. really good. I, I really liked it. And we also had um, – then Sunday, my dad and I drove up to see the Hudson River Derby. Said so it was going to take us two hours and 40. It took us about four traffic. Mm. We hit like this really bad traffic. um, But still got there before kickoff and, you know, got to our seats. We got we had really good seats. Yeah, you did. Uh, it looked pretty nice. And the uh, stadium is beautiful. I'll talk a little bit more about it later. But just a, a soccer filled weekend for me. And uh, this was the weekend originally that we were trying to get you up here. Remember that? Yeah. Um, and we were talking about going to the union revs on mm-hmm. Saturday, but uh, then I would not have been L.C. Everton Arsenal. So everything worked out in the end, but it was uh, a good time. Arsenal's heading down to your neck of the woods, the face Orlando and down there. Um, I'm sure tickets are very expensive down there. Ours were like 100 bucks a hundred bucks. People were,
1: yeah, people were making $200 more than they had paid for the original because I guess season ticket holders could sell their tickets, obviously. Or whatever, yeah. yeah, so they they got to sell the ones that they pre-ordered, Ugh. and like one guy had said, he made two hundred and fifty face value, or like more than face value on three tickets. I was like, that's crazy, like that's insane. How crazy? Like I'm I'm actually I, I get why they're playing at Exploria, but I wondered why they didn't just go to Camping World. You just sold more tickets. Are but,
0: both at Exploria? I forget. Uh, I don't is, think. No, I think Chelsea. Company? Chelsea-Arsenal at the yeah, bigger
1: one? I think they're at Camping World of it. That makes more where sense. He wanted to play home, I think, for Orlando City.
0: Yeah, Matt Turner played the whole game, too, mm. from when we saw. So that was that was cool. Um, anytime he made a save, USA chance going out. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be in my TikTok I'm still working on. Hopefully, at some point, it's done. i tell you, I've edited it, like, two days in a row now, and I'm like, just get me done with this <laughs> three minutes long too I've shortened it from the 10 minutes I had originally I'm Mm -hmm. like cutting it down and down um but yeah it's it's been it was a good weekend for me and soccer we were kind of celebrating my 30th birthday which was a year ago now but you know uh, we were supposed to do something special for it COVID kind of messed that up for a Mm -hmm. bit and then um I kind of pivoted from going across country with how expensive that is right now. And we kind of pivoted to go into, um, you know, New York, uh, right. for Red Bulls and, uh, and NYCFC. And I guess we kind of lumped in this, this Everton thing, which is more for my dad for Arsenal, but mm. my parents covered the cost of the tickets. So it kind of is like a birthday gift to me. as well. I was going to
1: say that's nice. Yeah. Especially with the value of those tickets
0: and with, uh, my goodness so saturday before we're all supposed to go i had to run river to the vet for mm-hmm. after her surgery she was having um her, her wound got infected so then that mm-hmm. was another 200 bucks to get that sorted so uh it was crazy
1: oh there's some thunder wow it was loud <laughs> that, was yeah. that was really loud yeah. I like, like over it's the head pouring thumb. good night
0: And Oscar's barking, I'm sure you doesn't like it.
1: I get it, I understand. Completely understand. So like and
0: River doesn't bark. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Well, so is there like a lot of I mean, as far as like fans were concerned, like were there a lot more like US fans like spatter like did you see more like there were they supporting Arsenal and Everton, or was it more of just like just random American fans that were there just kinda watching?
0: Seventy five to eighty percent Arsenal fans.
1: That makes sense, I guess.
0: The Everton fan section was not that full compared to the Arsenal fan section. You saw a lot of red, uh, a lot of Arsenal kits, Mm. Terry on Ray kits. um, You know, uh, it it was a lot of that. I saw some Chelsea kits. I saw some Tottenham kits and the Arsenal Mm. fans were giving them a tough time. There's a guy sitting with a Sun jersey on for a long time, not Phoenix Suns, but, you know, um, (laughs) and they were, you know, giving him a really hard time yeah um which i thought was a little overboard at times i get it but like they were chanting at him still in the 80th minute and i'm like all right like watch the game
1: right but
0: uh, that's how bad the second half was though so (laughs) um yeah so so that was interesting uh but yeah mostly arsenal fans uh they actually showed like I guess today they were releasing. Uh, Marlon Humphrey has a podcast or a YouTube show for the Ravens, mm-hmm. and they were having two Arsenal players on his show or something this week. They were showing like clips of that and saying like dropping Monday, so it definitely felt like more of an Arsenal thing, yeah, than an Everton thing. Um, Frank Lampard got huge boos. I cheered for him when they announced him, so that was that was funny. But it's kind of
1: odd. I guess because yeah. uh, he was Chelsea. Right? Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. But yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, not that full. I mean, it, we fit 70K there. I think my dad said it was 30 or 40K. So we had still some, some room there. Mm-hmm. But again, I think some of the novelty for some of these matches have worn off. Because uh, I remember when I went for Chelsea, AC, Milan, it was packed. Yeah.
1: It was packed.
0: And that was like almost 15 years ago now. So at this point we have these every summer and I don't think Arsenal Everton is a like sexy matchup because they play each other twice a year in the EPL. Like if it was, I think Arsenal, Barca, Arsenal, Madrid, it probably would have had more fans. I would think.
1: Yeah. If you bring Madrid over here, Madrid or
0: Barca would get more seats because you have the Hispanics and you also have just bigger names, right? Mm -hmm. People, they're they've been around longer. Well, I mean, like people have been watching those teams more than right. ever in this country, right? So, I think that would and, and they don't play each other all the time. If you had mm-hmm. Arsenal, Barca, be like, oh wait, well, they never played each other. Especially now that Arsenal's never in the Champions League that much anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know so then you, yeah. when are you going to see it so there you go but uh no it's it was it was a good time i really enjoyed it I, i'm glad baltimore had one again because it's been a long time since we had a game there i think liverpool tottenham in 2012
1: wow i'm excited cuz city's over here they were in houston it was really weird they were um Pablo they, zabaleta on TV
0: tomorrow night, I think.
1: yeah Pablo zabaleta and julian lescott uh they, they were the ones throwing out the first pitch. I'm like, they couldn't find, like, current players. To... <laughs> I was really confused. It was but it? Julian Lescott and uh, Pablo oh. Zabaleta were throwing that out the weird. first pitch. I'm like, you couldn't, like, bring – I mean, heck, you could have brought anybody. Like, throw a little port out there or something. Give him a ball. Just let him throw a baseball. It was really odd.
0: And where was it at? Where were they throwing out first pitch?
1: Uh, Houston Astros. Oh so, yeah, made, Some of I mean, guys were
0: those players are probably yeah.
1: I mean, they were banging on trash cans and stuff. Is really weird.
0: <laughs> ESPN 2, Man City Club America yeah. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's Wednesday twenty. It's when uh, Orlando Arsenal is at seven thirty that day. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a dual screen type of day. Charlotte and Chelsea is on ESPN ESPN Plus that day too. That's great. Tomorrow is. And uh Barcelona, which uh Phil Neville called the biggest mm. biggest game in club history. <laughs> what do you before we get into the player movement because like, I did want to bring this up. I didn't know when yeah. to bring it up, but we'll talk about it since we're talking about these friendlies. What type of comment is that? What are your thoughts on a coach saying that this international friendly that means nothing is the biggest game that Miami is ever gonna play or has so far played in their history? And two, especially when Miami is actually close to a playoff spot this year
1: yeah oh I mean I get like the opponent might be the the most monstrous they've ever played as far as like players but to call it the most their biggest game ever and might be ever um it's kind of funny just because I mean I guess it makes sense Miami has been so bad they're pretty decent this year um but I I would have just shut my mouth and said Barcelona's a really good team it'll be a really good test kind of thing not like looking at it going, oh, yeah, this is the biggest game we'll ever play. Because it did make it sound like, this we suck. So this is the biggest thing we'll ever get to face. So it, it was kind of weird that he had that sentiment about it. Because, I don't know, I couldn't imagine coaching there and being happy. I just couldn't.
0: Well, and I think, too, the way that, you know, while, while it is true that this is – there's another way to word it. Like, maybe this is the best quality we'll face. Mm-hmm. You know, these are – perennial european contenders is another phrase anyway we'll move on to some of these player movements we hinted to a few before but one of these is affecting logan's orlando city uh Giacchini, uh u.s men's player free transfer from Kane. if i said that right i don't know uh in france uh who are going to retain a sell-on percentage by the way uh, he's 22 years old. He was on la- loan at Montpellier last year, um, but only played about 500 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to Orlando. What do you What do you think here? I mean, I think it's good for his youth men's prospects because the more you play, the better it's going to be. So the more you know, like at this point, he probably is going to play more than Hoppy, and probably that would edge him out. It may not be for this World Cup. I think we're we're kind of set with our roster. Soon here, but going forward, this helps him get more in the picture. I would think.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm I'm am ass, assuming. I mean, he's a center forward, but I'm assuming he's going to play on the wing uh, because they do have Cara up front, um, and then we don't have him up front. They have Pato, so they they're they're stacked in the center forward like depth chart. But um, I would say he's going to fill in on the left wing um, because you got Facundo Torres in there as well. Um, so I could see him playing more of like a, a left wing role. Um. And I really like him every time I've seen him play. I mean, I've always enjoyed liking him. I think the move back to the, LS, the MLS is warranted just because I think he, you know, he's in the top 10 leagues over there. And you know, I think moving over on this side, I'm getting into a league that's up and coming and going to be a top 10 eventually. Uh, I, I think it's a good move for him. And you see a lot of the talent come back over here, start to play well, like Jesus Ferreira has played into a a, a situation where I think a lot of European clubs will be looking at him. And I think it's the same thing uh, with Giacchini here. He's got uh, eight matches with U S men's national team, three goals. So I think he's somebody that you're look, that you look at and say, okay, you, you actually have some prospects as to playing into some kind of depth position or depth spot on this team going forward, especially next world cup. Um, because I don't think he makes this world cup by unless the team falls apart and they need options. Um, but again, I, it, Orlando really needed attacking options, and if I guess if this is where you're going to go, it's good that it's an American kid. I think I think he'll you know settle in well here. I don't think there's going to be that adjustment period to MLS as much as there would be if there was you know if he's a player from Europe that's coming over here for the first time. So I think he's going to be used to the Concacaf style play. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a good move. I always get him on FIFA. I love playing with him on FIFA, so I'm excited to <laughs> add him to the roster. But. How's it usually work
0: out for you? You get fired, right? Um,
1: that's usually Jordan <laughs> when I hire like all the Americans. Okay, I like take on. By the all way, I'm at a
0: 91 approval rating on my career right now. Are you really? Yeah.
1: You want to hear another fun story? I'm 100 for my uh, career with Harrogate because I'm taking. Oh, right. I've taken them my first year. I took them all the way up to league, uh, league one, and then yeah. like I'm sitting like mid table in my second season, which is pretty good because they really are awful.
0: So, I'm top of the championship with Luton Town right now, the Look Hatters. At you. Yeah. That's mad. What? <laughs> That's mad. Yeah. Uh okay, let's move on. <laughs> Miguel Berry. This one shocked me a bit. Traded yeah. to DC United. 24 years old, 10 goals to assist with the crew. Um DC having to rebuild here with Rooney coming in and they're going to do it also, with Ravel Morrison, who played at Derby with Rooney, Jamaican international, he's going to be joining DC as well. So DC kind of, you know, shipped out Gressel; they're bringing in some other players. What do we think about Miguel Barry going to DC?
1: I mean, with Cucho coming into the crew, it makes sense on the crew side. Plus, Miguel he started season really well, and but then has done nothing, absolutely nothing since. Um, he played in 13 matches, only had two goals. And I think those two goals were like the first two games of the season. Cause people were talking, they were about pretty him. early. Yeah. Yeah. People were talking about him being an option for the U S men's national team because you know, we're just out there hunting. Um, we just throw everybody that scores goals up there. Um, but it is funny how this, it's, it's weird how like young strikers go through these spells. Uh, and it's not looking good for Miguel Berry. Um, As far as the crew's like, it wasn't looking good with the crew. Now trading him over to DC, like I think with Rooney, I'm excited to see how much he progresses. Then he's only 24 years old, so he's got room to grow. He's got like these three or four years where you really sit in your prime, so you really want to perform well now. So let's see what Rooney does with him. However, I mean that that team really has fizzled since uh, the departure of uh, Lasada. So. I don't think we know what's left, right? I mean, I think we we kind of know, like, Paul Areola isn't there, and that's kind of been a disaster. But with Rooney stepping in, Jordan, does that take them to – because they did lose a ton of players over the, the offseason and heading into this season. But, like, don't you think Rooney at least – one, they're going to get the new manager boost, but now they've got new manager boost and it's Wayne Rooney. Like, it's got to yeah, go he's bringing up. in
0: players. I mean, yeah. he, he tried to bring in Lingard. as go to Arabia or something but he was trying to bring in Jesse Lingard which would have been a pretty impressive get right I mean oh yeah uh, that's pretty that would be pretty good I'm looking at Miguel Berry here right and I'm looking at last year uh last year he had 18 matches played only nine starts 844 minutes eight goals and one assist this year 16 matches played 13 starts, 970 minutes with two goals, no assists. So it definitely a decline in the goals. Um, I mean, I don't have too much advanced stats in front of me. I mean, if we're looking Mm -hmm. at like XG, he's looking at an expected 2.6. He's at two right now. So he's kind of close to that. He overperformed his XG last year, of 5.1. So, uh, You know, definitely going down, right? He has 19 shots this year, two goals. He had 26 shots with eight goals last year at this point. And out of those 19 shots, Logan, only four of those have been on target for Miguel Berry this year. Try to go somewhere, start fresh. He's probably going to be depth. They still have Ola Kamara. They still have, um, you know, uh, players at D.C. that can uh, kind of fill um and be the lead like i said i think ola kamara is probably still gonna be the main striker but at least now he's probably gonna get more playing time than he is so uh hernandez coming over because he's kind of hitting the ground running <laughs> over there right now mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes um i mean really last year looks like the outlier if you look at the, his stats but at you san see Diego, also- Three goals has, and three goals each yeah. year in San Diego.
1: Because DC also has taxi, so yeah. I wonder how it'll work. I know Kamara's kind of slowed down from his really good season last year. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder. I just wonder how he fits. I don't know what DC's is going to be under Rooney. I don't know what Rooney ran over at Derby. Um, but it will be That's interesting. A good question see what i mean most of the time you don't know until he's managed his first game so
0: taxi's stats are unreal 12 matches played 10 starts 10 goals one yes yeah. like that is just crazy he had that
1: hat trick though that was like he got a couple goals that i think were
0: he's scoring one goal per 90 minutes
1: is he american <laughs> no <laughs> great Dang.
0: but maybe he can do a one-time switch is there a way we can get that figured out <laughs> um see american yeah there's gotta be some way he's american right, right. let's figure this out right let's we read a green card on yeah
1: him. we read julius caesar over here and that that lines up right
0: <laughs> uh all right so we have uh miguel berry we talked about him chris richards logan is apparently going to crystal palace from Bayern munich Sounds like it'll actually be a, a permanent move, not a loan. I mean, it, he wasn't
1: going to play at Pyron, so right, yeah. I like that move. Like I, he's going to be playing Premier League soccer all year, uh, and probably starting for Pereira. So, I like that. Like I get on board with that.
0: Do you think he starts for Palace right away? Who, who else do they in- have?
1: Uh, Salisu, who's getting sold, I believe, right? That's one of their center backs.
0: Let me look at their website.
1: Mohammed Salisu, I believe is his name. I think he's being sold this summer, or at least he was rumored, because I, I think City was the one that was looking at him, because is going to leave.
0: So they have Joel Ward, Tyrick Mitchell, Tompkins, Mark Guy, Anderson Klein, Kelly Ferguson, Hannum, and Adarama—none of those say if they're center backs, so that's the issue.
1: I think he could compete with those. Like, I don't know who half of them are, but <laughs> like, I know a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, I
0: guess he could. Yeah, I mean, looking, it's Tompkins, Ferguson, Anderson, and Gaia that are center backs,
1: and I think Gaë is the one that starts
0: normally. Slot yeah, so again. Be, it'd be interesting. It definitely wasn't going to play at Bayern. He'll get way more time at Palace. Mm. I think it's interesting he's not going to like Hoffenheim again. Yeah,
1: that, it's a weird move. All
0: of our guys are going Premier League.
1: <laughs> There's probably not many transactions. In fact, I don't even know how Bayern Munich probably found the phone number for Crystal Palace's front office. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's the number over there?
0: We never send people there. What's the, what's the <laughs> uh, Julian Gressel to Vancouver. We didn't talk about where he was traded to, but that's where he went. Uh, Morrison to DC. Talked about that. Shaq Moore to Nashville. That gets them more on the, on the radar. More and kind of the, the big radar. one that was kind of rumored for a long time, but it sounds like I may have seen Tati Castellanos' last game and last goal for NYCFC when I went up there yesterday they're talking about him being purchased by city football group uh Girona mm-hmm. which is an italian team i believe that Hi, just Girona. No, oh, in La, Liga. La Liga, yeah. Yeah, that just got uh promoted to La Liga and Oof. this was reported by originally Jamie Ojeda Ojeda from Lama Soccer Tom Bogert Uh, collaborated on that saying, I've heard this as well. And Taylor Twellman came out and said that he had heard this as well. So Twelman said specifically, if there's a lot of smoke to the, that there's a lot of smoke to the fire and it should be done soon. So it looks like I may have seen Cassianos' last game in NYCFC.
1: I'd have seen the last time that NYCFC are competitive driven because that's, (laughs) that's 13 goals just walking out the door.
0: Yeah, he scored his 13th yesterday, league leading.
1: Like They got bear but like we talked about this. We knew this was coming. We thought it was going to be sooner. I thought it was going to be way sooner. I thought he had yeah. no chance to start the season, let alone lasted this long. And then from what Bogart and them were reporting, that City Football Group had not really gotten any offers close to what the market valued him as, which was wild to me. I'm, I'm just like – I wonder what it is with him. Like, why Why do people – is it because he's in this league? Like, is that the reasoning? Or is it because they don't want to pay City Football Group that
0: much money? Because I could
1: see City Football Group wanting a ton.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably similar. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw this happen with Jack Harrison as well. Yeah. That once he got there, they were able to loan him somewhere and then Leeds purchased him. Like, I think City Football Group is asking for too much. The rumor is 15 mil is what they were all asking Ooh. for, which is way too much, I think. Uh, he's been good. But that's, that's a lot. Yeah, especially for
1: what? how old is Tati? That's a good question.
0: He is? Off the top of my head.
1: Oh, okay, so he's not that old. I thought he was older than that. He's no, he's only
0: 23, turning 24 this year.
1: Wow, I thought he was a lot older. Okay, that's not really... I mean, $15 is a lot for a 23-year-old, but... If he's in the European market, he's more money, I think.
0: Man, he could have had more goals this year than he has
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> last year. Last year, he finished with 19. He's got 13 after 16 games.
1: Yeah. And he was really starting to turn it on, too, because he'd been pretty quiet to start of the season.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It was I mean, fun watching him, though. I'll talk about it when we get to that game, yeah. but it was, it was a lot of fun.
1: I'll ask you the question when we get to that
0: then. All right. I guess we'll go ahead and look at the results from the week. We had Austin versus Houston on Tuesday. Austin wins that one, 3-1. On Wednesday, we had Atlanta 2-1 over RSL. The RSL curse continued for Jordan visiting them. Fire (laughs) 2, Toronto 0. D.C. drew with the crew. Hey, that rhymed, 2-2. Cincy drew with Vancouver 2-2, Miami lose to the Union 2-1, Minnesota draw with SKC 1-1, Nashville beat the Sounders 1-0, Rapids draw with Orlando 1-1, NYCFC get a win against Dallas 1-0, and the Galaxy stumble and lose 3-2 to the Quakes. So that was all the midweek action. On the weekend, we got Montreal versus TFC. Montreal wins that 1-0. Philly topped the Reds 2-1, come from behind win. Fire beat the Sounders 1-0. Sounders, two straight losses there. Miami beat Charlotte 3-2 in what is not their biggest game uh, that they'll ever play. That is Tuesday night. Minnesota beat DC 2-0. Rapids beat the Galaxy 2-0. Uh, we'll talk about each individual game after this. I'm just gonna read scores. Dallas beat uh, <laughs> Dallas beat Austin. Dallas draw Austin 1-1. <laughs> Houston. Uh, why did I say Houston? Hudson River Derby. NYCFC beat Red Bulls 1-0. Nashville beat Nashville. Uh, no, I am stumbling all wow, over. LAFC beat Nashville 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta draw with Orlando 1-1. Cincy loses to the crew 2-0. RSL. Finally, overcome the curse. Three 0 over SKC. I have a. I think it's because I went to see a different team play. It broke the curse yeah. now. I think that's yeah. what happened.
1: Now Red Bull. Now MSC Red Bull can't beat anybody.
0: <laughs> Quakes, Quakes lose to Houston two to one. and Portland, draw Vancouver one one. Oh, for the rundown there. That was a jumble. That was a mess. uh Let's go to some of the results. I think that are very interesting. I guess we should say Rapids 2-0 over Galaxy, Logan. Galaxy in free fall Mm. mode right now. They have fallen to seventh place, three straight losses, one win out of their last five, four losses in their last five. They can't miss the playoffs again, can they, Logan?
1: No, they can't afford this, Um, nor can they afford other players that actually make a difference, so it seems. Uh, but I mean, this has been the same story every single year that I've been watching. And I know it's only been two years, but uh, it makes it sound better for dramatic effect. Um, but it, it really has. I mean, it's like when, ch- when Chicharito doesn't do much, the team just falls apart and crumbles at his feet. And it seems like, I mean, they've got a lot of talent up front, uh, but besides that, Jordan, I mean, they've got nothing to kind of stop anything on defense. And then they've, they've also really struggled um, to score goals. I mean, defensively, they're not awful, but they're not like studly. Um, and then, uh, in the attack, I mean, they never score enough. So I mean, what, they got a plus one goal differential. So the meaning, I mean, there's a lot of games that they give up a lot and then they'll score a ton. And then, I mean, it's been a roller coaster of a ride for galaxy. Uh, but now, I mean, it, it is, it's like a free fall. And I mean, where does it stop? I mean, you've got three teams on their heels that I wouldn't want on, on my heels right now. Um, with the three in the Cascadian region, but I mean, luckily Seattle has been losing quite a ton um, and Vancouver is still trying to figure out if they can make the playoffs. But if you're the galaxy, you're playing with fire. Um, Cause I think Portland is reasonably going to catch you. Um, and if they do that, I mean, if galaxy missed the playoff again, I would assume they're going to look at Greg Banny and go, dude, you got one more year. And then we might look somewhere else because this isn't going very well.
0: I don't even think it's a Vanny thing. Yeah. I, I, at this point, with how you many need change. managers have had it, I think they have to change the front office. The front yeah. office is not working. They're constantly, like you said, they're not even even able to bring in players that are really going to make the difference. They bring in Douglas Costa, right? Who has done <laughs> nothing for them. Yeah. So I I think at this point, I thought Vanny could turn around. He still can. I think the issue now is that we're looking at is what a lot of LA galaxy fans have said all along is that the front office doesn't have it Mm. right. They're not a good front office. They're not, they're not, this is not the same front office that had, um, really built these teams. So, That's what I'm kind of looking at here of how much of a problem that they're running into with it. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like what I said I was going to do every single year is until they make it, I was going to pick them to get it. So I could eventually be right. And it looks like I might have to do that again next year (laughs) to get in the playoffs.
1: I mean, look at the firepower, the LAFC is, is signing. And then look at, yeah. And I, and I know Gareth Bale's kind of strange, and we'll see what happens. But like, I mean, that's just just even to sign high profile player like Douglas Costa. I think you and I were apprehensive because we're like, I mean, he's old. <laughs> he's an older guy, uh, and they, really, that's all they've really brought up. Like, you would think they would bring over some of these big names, Jordan. But they're just they're just they don't have what seems to be the market it's really not
0: even that old he's 31 all right that's my old let's not let's not
1: ancient he's way out of his prime man his knees probably hurt his back probably has problems but uh but you're right yeah but you're right i mean he's done nothing and again when chicharito seems to be quiet so do the galaxy
0: that is true we will see what happens i guess with the la galaxy all right let's let's talk this hudson river derby so finished 1-0 nycfc first half really felt like a lot of red bull when i was sitting there um it was i mean most of the possession was nycfc but i felt like most of the good shots were coming from red bull having more quality chances um Second half was all jumbled again. I feel like the Red Bulls had some good chances, but then it really just took a few chances. We had an attempt at a bicycle kick from Castellanos. We had um, a lot more quality shots for both teams. And really I thought it was, I was kind of hoping for a one, one draw. It probably would have helped the union a little bit more, but um I was just glad to see a goal honestly at that point uh (laughs) but it it was good it was good Castellanos I I I knew he was going to score that goal when you see that ball getting whipped into him and it happened to my left here and I see him and I I see the ball in the air and I look over and I'm like oh my god he's outrunning everybody he's gonna get there and he did and he put it away so easily and uh you know, place erupts with booze, and the NYCFC does, fans over there are like freaking out, and um, it was pretty good. I thought actually Chris Penso, who was refing the game, was really good until stoppage time. Stoppage time, he just totally lost the plot for me as I'm watching him because you had uh, Kalins who's down on the ground acting hurt. He gets told to get up and then he's like pumping up the fans like, yeah, let's go. And then, you know, he didn't get carded. I felt like then he was calling every little foul. It was like ticky tacky stuff he was calling. I don't know. I felt like he was just – when it got to extra time, I was actually – I have lost some of that like – I thought the ref was handling it pretty well. Like throughout the game, I thought like he's calling both sides. He's doing well. Red Bull fans were upset at some calls before – um, probably like around the 70th minute that I was like, no, I felt like those were the right calls from where I was sitting. But man, uh, that, that stoppage time was, was rough. Uh, some rough calls and uh, not good calls. So I had a great time. It's a beautiful stadium, Logan. And they also did this nice thing where they had Luis Robles is the first inductee into legends row. So we got to watch that little thing. And they gave us a free pin as we exit that says Luis Robles uh, Legends Row. And it has the years he played there, 2012 to 2019. So that's really cool. And then at the shop, I bought this pin, which is an NYCFC versus Red Bull pin. And it has the date that I went to the game, which is really cool. And I wish more teams would do this type of thing.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. Like when you they showed told me the picture, it was, I was like, that is like a fantastic marketing idea.
0: Yeah. And they told me, I was like, uh, they were like, hey, like, is this your first time here? Because I said, do you have pins for every game? And they said, yeah. And um, they're like, is it your first time here? I said, yeah. Um, they're like, yeah. If you get all 17 of these for every home game, you come back and you, you they give you a card and they punch it if you have it and they will give you like a limited edition scarf or something that that has to do with this so that was pretty cool they also gave us a free scarf uh they were sold out of the free scarves when i got there but somebody left one on their seat and my dad took it as we left the stadium good was a cheap scarf though it's not yeah. like a really good... It's
1: not story. the RSL scarves that they give.
0: Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I didn't get yeah. that type of treatment here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I wasn't very active on Twitter before. I should have, but I, I forgot. I, I was out while you were at the game. I was like, dang, if I'd have been I, more active You know active what, when I was Twitter. posting,
0: I didn't tag them in it, though. I should have tagged them in it. You, you got it. Yeah, you got to get what's worth, man. Come on. But it was nice. I, it, I tell you, though, it's just a whirlwind. You know, I get there. Well, it takes four hours to get there. That's the big the traffic. Part. Yeah. We get there. We sit down. We watch a 90-minute game, which flew by. And then you're like, all right, time to drive three hours back home.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, like with baseball, at least you get your money's worth, I feel, because you're there forever. I always feel like soccer, it is. There's times where you're like, now what do
0: I do with the rest of my night? How is this game so fast? You're <laughs> right? like, oh, my God. Wait, what? Especially in person. <laughs> when you're there yeah. in person, it's like flying by because, you you know, there's no distractions. You're just sitting mm-hmm. here looking at everything going on. Um, definitely no distractions at Red Bull Arena because I did not have good service at all. I was trying to send texts and I'm like, oh, this thing sucks.
1: Yeah, I got the Luis Robles text like 16 times. Oh, did you?
0: Yeah. You're like, I get it!
1: Yeah. <laughs> Enough! Jordan's a huge fan, man. He...
0: I do like Luis Robles, so that was, that was cool that that happened. I happening they um like said about it at halftime or something i was like Mm -hmm. oh let's stick around for for that and uh, let the traffic roll out a lot of people left before that i felt sorry for luis robles because a lot of people left but um it was really easy for us to get back we parked on the other side of the river so we actually had to walk across a bridge and get to we went to five guys before there's a nice five guys they're building up like all these condos and stuff right there that look really nice. I was like, imagine being like a player and like living in that condo and yeah. you know, go right there to work the next day. Oh, would be great. It would be great. Or as a fan, like a season ticket holder, be like, oh, I'm walking across the stadium.
1: Yeah, you'd have to have like at least four roommates or like three roommates and you could be called the four guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're the four guys. We live right above five guys. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. uh we had uh lafc in nashville i've listened to this one on my way home so i found like the espn app you can listen to espn la which is the lafc's radio partner so i was listening to that on the way home i want to shout out here dave dental he's the radio commentator he was fantastic for lafc by the way really like, there's a part where well it it one, I said it kind of sounds like me playing FIFA, where like I'm just like, uh, wow, you I think highly of yourself. I do. I really do. <laughs> when I commentate, I do like the same style. He, I, no, I get it. I got you. And, you know, sometimes soccer on the radio doesn't sound great because some, some people don't keep up with the action. And he was keeping up with the action pretty great. And it was exciting. He was being excited for both teams that I'm like, oh my God, there's a shot, you know? But then there was also like, uh, the penalty call for um Nashville mm-hmm. and how late it came for then the review it with var and he like went off on this var tangent that <laughs> was so good and he was like var is a disgrace to the game remember <laughs> who told you that first it was Dave Denholm
1: <laughs> Dave going after the VAR assistants the var assistants he said like, I
0: hope MLS is listening to me right now. <laughs>
1: we should we should take this clip and like post it and tag him on twitter and mls and var because i yes. think you can tag MLS var communications too so just be like it, he's gone absolutely a ham on your like your, your little var system there that's great oh it was get,
0: absolutely great yeah. um he was awesome so i tried to find it i don't know how to find yeah radio
1: espn might do a playback they do it with games like videos so maybe they do it like a ESPN plus like playback of the audio or you could well maybe like if you could find a feed of the like usually on their local radio station
0: yeah sometimes
1: if you can find what radio station he unless he does it for the club then you probably won't be able to find it
0: he does it for 710 ESPN la
1: so yeah you might be able to find an audio playback then like in the archives.
0: Yeah, that's what I gotta try to find. How to, yeah, let's just tweet at it. Hey,
1: would you mind coming on the show and like talking more with us? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Loves you. I'm gonna tag him on Twitter. Where is he? Let's see if he wants to come on and talk.
0: It was, uh, man, it was awesome. It was a great time listening to uh, to Dave Denham, uh, on. LAFC and I'm like, oh, every LAFC game I kind of want to just pop on the ESPN app and listen to him.
1: All right, I'm going to tweet at him right now. How did he get lucky enough to get the Twitter handle of Talk Soccer?
0: I know. Is that good? he has like a podcast called that or something on, or a YouTube video he does with that or something. So maybe that's how, I don't know. All right, tweeting at him now. Okay, uh, and then I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit. About, also, with that game, Bale made his debut, uh, Chiellini made his debut, and they won two one. It was a good game to listen to on the on the way home. It wrapped up like pretty much as I was uh, like ten minutes away from home, so it pretty much took me most of the way back, which was good. And we had atlanta won orlando won orlando had a lead too it seems like they're not able to either hold on the leads or they just don't score enough to to you win here
1: on uh doyle stat in the yeah. last 30 minutes of the games this year orlando city's goal differential is negative 10 and that's a doyle stat isn't it
0: powerful? i also had some doyle stats too hold on let me hear. this was for castellanos Listen to this. I meant to talk about this during the game that it would make sense in. Um, he <laughs> scored 23 goals in his first 86 games for NYCFC. And since then, 36 goals in 47 games. So, he's really got the scoring boots on now. So, time to purchase him. But yeah, that's not a good stat for Orlando.
1: No, oh. it's very damning. You know what else is damning? How awful they are with how much talent they have.
0: It's yeah, so sad. Do they actually have talent though? Do we know that?
1: Yeah, I think we're. I think we're all in agreement that they have, on paper, good talent. Like Pereira is really good. cara has yeah. been great. Facundo Torres is a star. Uh, Jimenez is really good. So, like, what, what's the issue? AC's is one of the best center backs, and. MLS. Ruan's really, really good. Gay Says, the or Pedro Galici, whatever you want to say. It. He's one of the best keepers.
0: Yeah, he's not gonna be around much longer. Right. He's probably gonna leave.
1: So like I don't know. I mean, on paper we have one of the better rosters. So I don't get I get it. Oscar I mean, Oscar is a good coach, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know what's going on, he
0: has this mo though, where they do start hot. Uh, mm-hmm. this happened at Dallas a few times where they'd start hot and kind of fall apart. Um, usually they'd be in the hunt for supporter shield and then tail off. This was never really the case this year, or really any anytime with Orlando. Mm-hmm. But they also, I don't think Orlando's ever had as good of a squad as his Dallas teams, though, either. So it's confusing. I don't know what to think of, of him. I've been a Pereira fan for a long time. I just don't know at this point, what is it? What's, what's the issue? It doesn't help with new ownership coming in too.
1: I mean, yeah, I, they're spending the money. I think it's more about getting a team that fits. I mean, Mm -hmm. their, their midfield has struggled at times. Um, just kind of keeping the ball in the attack, and I don't know. Maybe that's maybe it's time to move on for Mauricio. I think Mauricio is on a one-year deal, Pereira. Um, so maybe it's more of a ten issue where you're getting more creative stuff up front. But also, I think you do. You know, you miss a lot with like Cash Mueller, like when Chris was playing really well for Orlando.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they miss a lot of that creativity on the wings, which is why I think they go out and they get G- Giacchini, So I, because I think eh, he's an option. But I don't know. I, I think there's times where they lack attacking creativeness on, or at least in the midfield. Um, and then sometimes in the attack as well, the wings go quiet. Because their goal, I mean, their goal scorers are scoring when they get the opportunities. So
0: Not enough though, right? They have no, yeah. uh, 26 goals. They're given just not up getting 30, it. Yeah, in the box. And uh, their top goal scorer is seven goals with Caro. Yeah.
1: They're one of the worst team. I think they are the worst team as far as getting the ball into the box and converting.
0: Their are XG. They're actually still overperforming the XG, too. So that's not good. Yeah. Their XG is 23.9. Yeah. They've got 26. Uh, goals scored. Like I said, they have 26. DC has 25. Toronto has 26. That's near the bottom of the league. Inter Miami has 22. Charlotte has 25. They're kind of mid table crew who is right behind orlando that's something we need to talk about uh are 26 and 27 every other team above them has more than 30. Mm -hmm. so definitely something telling there when you look at goals against montreal has given up more and that's the only team that's given up more above orlando But yeah, the crew are in sixth place, Logan. They are one point back of Orlando with a game in hand, so it's very real possibility that the crew overtake Orlando next time. We got Philly, top of the east. Let's talk about that real quick. 39 points. NYCFC up to second with 38. They have a game in hand. Red Bulls have 33 points. Montreal is 32. Orlando is 30. Crew has 29 Cincinnati has 27, and that's your playoff spots. Outside the playoff spots are Charlotte with 26 points, Miami with 25 points, New England with 25 points, and 11th with 24 points, Chicago up to 12th now with 23 points, Toronto with 19, and D.C. United in 14th place in the East with 18 points. They're actually wooden spoon contenders right now. And that's with a person that's scoring 10 goals in 10 games, Toxie Fontis.
1: Not great. East, East runs through, through Philly, I think.
0: Philly and New York. I, I yeah. think really uh, with Tati, if Tati leaves, mm-hmm. this is a big opportunity for the union to lock up home field advantage.
1: Yeah. Massive. Because if you have to play at Subaru for the whole playoff run, Good luck. I mean, I know, you know of course, this year duh, I think you could beat them, but it's—I don't know. It put them in a playoff situation. I still think the Union are really tough to beat, and especially at home. I think if you get the those fans behind them, Sons of Ben will be nuts.
0: They've yeah. only given up fifteen goals this year, Logan. Yeah, which is the least in MLS. Mm-hmm. They've. Uh, not lost at home They have a 6 wins 5 draws 0 losses this year Their away record though Is 4 wins 4 lo- uh, four draws and 2 losses Away So yeah definitely would want to win That home field advantage Only 2 losses on the whole year Which is the best in MLS uh, The next best is 4 With LAFC, Austin and NYCFC So that's your East. There's starting to be a huge gap here. 39 Mm -hmm. points and 38 points for the top two with third place having 33, fourth place having 32, and fifth place having 30. So you're starting to get some separation for those top two teams in the East. Over in the West, LAFC have reclaimed the top spot after Austin took it briefly before LAFC played. LAFC first place with 42 points. They have a game in hand of Austin as well. Austin has 41 points. RSL have 33 points. Talk about a big gap between second and third and first and third again here. Uh, Minnesota in fourth with 31 points. They've catapulted up after having um, four wins and one draw in their last five. Nashville. In 5th with 30 points, Dallas in 6th with 29, Galaxy in 7th with 27. You have the Timbers in 8th with 27, Seattle in ninth with 26. They've got a game in hand, so do the Galaxy. We have Vancouver in 10th with 26 points, Dynamo in 11th with 25, Rapids in 12th with 24, San Jose in 13th with 22, and SKC sitting bottom of the West with 20 points. Which means your supporter shield leader right now is LAFC, then Austin, then Philadelphia, then NYCFC. So really the top four in MLS, the top two in each conference are clearly, I think the class of each conference at this point.
1: Yeah. It makes you wonder when playoffs do roll around. I mean, right now when playoffs roll, I mean, anything can happen in the playoffs, but I mean, I think, when you look at it as far as talent is concerned, I, I do think you're right. I think Philadelphia and NYCFC um, are maybe a class level above the rest of the East right now. Um, that might change with NYCFC depending on how they kind of adjust to not having that's cast the question, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: somebody or what's the deal? What do they do,
1: right? Um, but I think you're totally right. I, as much as we like rip on the East, I'm starting to think maybe the West is not as strong as some had thought right? Because I I still find it weird that like even Portland, Seattle and Vancouver are still sniffing in the hunt because they haven't been great. Um, so, you know, the fact that they are coming up pretty quickly and like you said, there's a huge gap in between RSL and Austin now. Um, I do think, I mean, LAFC will be interesting because the bail thing he played, he did his, he had his debut 18 minutes and he, he didn't look like dangerous, but I mean, it's 18 minutes. Um, and who knows how that adjusts? But I think there's also some weird situation where he likes to play in the same spots that Bale does and the other attacking players. So it'll be interesting to see if Bale can adjust. Because let's be honest, I mean, you can add a really good player, and sometimes it just adds more chaos, especially in soccer, um, because it doesn't fit quite right. Um, so we'll see how Gareth adjusts. But I mean, if I'm looking at a team right now, Jordan, that I'm like, okay, this team is really dangerous. I, I think Austin. Is probably the most dangerous of all the teams in MLS right now because they've just been on a roll uh, and they've seemed to have figured everything out.
0: So, what I put up here is I think you're absolutely right when it comes to looking at the points. Mm -hmm. These two conferences are starting to look uh, very similar. Look at this 39, 38, 33, 32, right? The playoff spot area, 27, 26, 25, right? Mm -hmm. Let's look at the West, 42, 41. Third place is the same with 33, 31, 30, right? This seventh and eighth spots, 27, 26, 25. It's like very similar with where people are bunched up and where Mm -hmm. the gaps are starting to show for these two conferences. So I think for a while it was very heavily heavily favored – the west and now we're seeing look at all the red on the west right now uh-huh. losses their last five the east has
1: a lot more green than it
0: is <laughs> that still has a lot of red right but yeah it, that's but that's the thing more it's, green it's, than it did. it's mls being mls right now yeah. where everybody is just kind of
1: jockeying for positions
0: falling apart right yeah. but it's still that time where you can make a run the concerning thing for Seattle is that their top goal scorers are still Morris and Rui Diaz with five goals each.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're not getting enough goals. They're not getting enough wins. And looking at their last five, Seattle has four losses in their last five. And you know what? How, how many of those are one loss, uh, one uh, one goal of losses out of those four? Out of
1: Seattle's
0: one you're cheating two
1: three I'm counting three
0: yes three out of their four <laughs> losses in their last five are uh, are one goal losses I almost said one run losses so that shows that they're not getting enough production from their goals how many goals have they scored in the season 26 they've only mm-hmm. given up 24 they still somehow have a plus goal differential but that's because some games, they'll score like five or four. So it's helping the goal differential when they're losing one, nothing or two, nothing. Two and we one. thought they were
1: going to be high octane. Like we thought they were going to.
0: Well, they act. did for a bit, start turning yeah. it around after the champions league, but they've kind of hit another slump, right? Three straight losses.
1: Mm-hmm. Like we talk about how bad they've been. They're, they're basically the same team as Orlando. Yeah. They just, They've got some talent and did nothing to do with it. <laughs> They're like, no. They look almost identical when you look at their stats. Hmm.
0: Let's let's go ahead to the match of the week preview. Let's do that. It's time for the match of the week preview. Match of the week previews where we tell you what game you should watch, and obviously it's gotta be tomorrow night's. Biggest game of Miami's history <clears throat> Logan. It's Barcelona versus inner Miami. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't even I, yeah, Messi. Oh wait, No, nope. Nope. Not me, anymore. Not anymore. Uh let me think. Oh, Lewandowski might be there though. That's fun.
0: Yeah, probably not at this point. <laughs> yeah, let's that was a joke. We're not actually talking that, but we'll we'll go ahead and look at Saturday. July 23rd, NYCFC host Miami at Yankee Stadium. That's at 7 o'clock. 7.30, Cincy hosts Nashville. Columbus hosts the Revs at 7.30. Orlando hosts Philadelphia at 7.30. Toronto hosts Charlotte at 7.30. D.C. hosts Montreal at 8.00. Houston hosts Minnesota at 8.30. SKC hosts LAFC at 8.30. RSL hosts Dallas at at ten o'clock. Uh, Seattle host Colorado at ten o'clock. Vancouver hosts Chicago at ten o'clock. And Portland host San Jose at ten thirty. And guess what? None of those games on national TV. So I'm shocked. Sure. Ah, have fun with that. Uh Sunday, Austin, eight o'clock with uh facing the Red Bulls, which means the Red Bulls are gonna lose because now they have been yeah. transferred the curse of Jordan visiting your team. And we have a 930 game, LA Galaxy Atlanta on FS1 on Sunday night. It's a late game. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, not a lot to pick from here, I think. I'm gonna pick, I think, the obvious one, the stateside soccer show, Derby, Orlando versus uh philadelphia union i'm gonna go with that philly's top of the east orlando really needs to sort it out but orlando's also hosting and they're not very good at home
1: they're not very good period (laughs) Um, i'm gonna go uh fc cincinnati and nashville um these two teams i felt like if if nashville had stayed in the east um they'd become rivals because they're right down the street not really but uh close enough Uh, that midwest area but i do feel like this is a really good uh, test for cincinnati they have drawn four of their last five and have lost that other one um so they're they're really starting to skid here uh and if they look up they'll see their friends from the north anyway uh where hell is real because the crew have now uh jumped and surpassed them in the table but now fc cincinnati is clinging to a playoff berth and really, Jordan, I mean, they've been probably one of the worst franchises in MLS history up until this point. Uh, and now they're finally getting ready for their first playoff spot. And looks looks who's, uh, who's going to come find them is the new expansion club who we thought <laughs> had a very similar path that maybe Cincinnati was going to have. But now Charlotte is sniffing down uh, and trying to get uh, FC Cincinnati and They could take that seventh spot. So Cincinnati really needs a big win here. Um, Brandon Vasquez has been stuck on that 10 goal mark uh, for quite some time, and they've kind of slowed down in the attack. So we'll see if Cincinnati can do anything uh, productive here against Nashville. It'll be tough uh, because I think you, you look at it and you say, you know, Nashville's a better team. Nashville's better defensively, so na- naturally Nashville should win the game. Uh, but I think I, I don't know. I think Cincinnati's got a real good chance. It is at home for Cincinnati, so um, maybe they get a win in West End and can finally salvage some points, uh, or at least three points here, um, get off the one mark.
0: And I'll point out for people that don't have ESPN+, Plus, but you have FS1, Galaxy Atlanta is your only national game. But it's a good one. Both teams, very, very on the downturn, you need to turn it around. So that would be your storyline going into LA Galaxy Atlanta is, can one of us get a win? That's gonna be the that's gonna be the question that they both uh, are asking themselves here. Can we take advantage of this team's downturn? Well, we're also in our own downturn, is kind of what they're going through. So keep an eye on that Sunday night at nine thirty if you're interested. That means it's probably a ten o'clock kickoff. With it being on FS one. Yeah. Um let me see what the website says. Does it tell me? Nine fifty five is the actual kickoff wow. on a Sunday night. Yay. okay anything else about any of these teams portland's kind of been on a run that's why they're kind of going up a bit recently on the table so that's nice to see but yeah i think we covered everything that we had to
1: yeah, I'm just going through some MLS tweets real quick just before. TP, they really like to break news here.
0: I know. you know, Yeah, make sure we didn't miss anything while we're yeah. sitting here. It
1: does sound like Cecilio Dominguez, as of Tom over 37 minutes ago, tweet that they are interested in leaving he and his agent. So. It sounds like that DB spot will free up for Emiliano uh, Rigoni. Stop That looks to be the only news. I can see.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to scroll through here as well. All right, yeah. I don't see anything.
1: Yeah, nothing crazy it looks like. As soon as we hang up this, you know something's going to
0: happen. Yeah. Player of the week went to Emmanuel Reynoso. There you go. That's about it. If you want to give us uh, a follow, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok now at Statesideshow, where you can email us statesideshow at gmail.com. I wrote down this prediction you made still that no, I'm going on to. That. Yeah. June 30th. Logan says Minnesota will miss the playoffs. Right now they're in a plot. They're in a spot.
1: A home spot too. That's sounds fun.
0: I know they really climbed up there pretty quick. They said, "Did you hear what Logan said about us?"
1: It's that I'm telling you, Adrian Heath. Man, he likes to put Andrew Weeby stuff up there, now he's putting.
0: My crap <laughs> yeah, now he's up putting there. our stuff up there.
1: He's like, Weeby stopped talking bad about us, so now these stateside Plus guys. Like these
0: two unknowns going <laughs> right. about this.
1: They have, like, seven
0: followers. (laughs) Give us a little bit more credit. 500 something. But, yes. (laughs) yes.
1: Follow us. Like. Subscribe. Do whatever you got to do.
0: Leave. uh, Yeah. Like us if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. Comment below. Or leave us a review on now Spotify does it, too. Or Apple Podcasts. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to go order my Away Days Mystery Kit. So we'll have fun with that. And um, maybe if it comes in, I can even do it live or something. We don't. Do it. I'm probably ordering two this year. So we have opportunities. Well, thank you all for listening and have a great rest of your week. And we'll catch you next time after Miami beats Barcelona in their biggest game ever. throwing
1: his body in, it's going to fall for Oh, come on! Come on!
0: Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show. As we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL, this is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.